The Baby Lambs podcast may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hi! We did it at the same time. I know. We I'm, never I'm usually do. Call. Are you that? Mm-hmm. Is that like a result of your illness? Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. Antibiotics full uh-huh. of superpowers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, <coughs> oh, yay. Mm. Mm, delicious. Uh, welcome back. We're on now, episode 64. Oh, yeah. So, you We're know, a Beatles th- song. A who song? A Beatles song. Oh, yeah? No. When I'm 64. When I'm 64. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wow. I know. It took me too long. Terrible. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> So, sorry about last week, guys. I know that we didn't have an episode, but if you were checking our Instagram stories, you would have known that Lissa, um is just, uh, shouldn't be around humans. Well, now she can't yeah. be. We're past, like, the contagious stage okay. of me being sick. All right, Lila. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I had an upper respiratory infection. Delicious. I lost my voice. Mm-hmm. I'm very weak. I'm a frail old woman. Um, I'm still on the recoup side of things, but yeah. Yeah. And this was from, from Turkey, more or less? Or yeah, like everything? I guess. I think it was like the rapid change in weather, like going from here to Turkey and Turkey back. My body never really adjusted. Yeah. So. Well... You know, I'm sorry we didn't have an episode, but yeah. I'm glad that you've gotten your rest because, I mean, I, I, I bear witness to how <laughs> horrible you were. I looked, sounded. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The whole thing. The whole thing. She came to my house with, <laughs> like, a straight-up, like, face mask. Yeah. With her, like, delicately painted eyeshadow in, like, a bright orange-pinky color. Uh-huh. And it looked like, yeah, you look beautiful, but... You look sick. You look ro- You look blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know... <coughs> yeah, so to those of you that sent me a message and, like, wished me well and stuff, thank you. I'm getting there. Little, little by little. Little by little. But, yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. So, this was a big weekend. We we did a oh, lot of yeah. stuff this weekend. Hell, yeah. Well, before we get into the, all the fun, like, you know, because we do have stuff to talk about in terms of television and movies, mm-hmm. we definitely want to shout out our good friends, uh, Haider mm-hmm. and Mari, who got hitched this weekend. Yep. Again, if you guys are following our stories, they um, we, we basically filmed their yep. wedding. And uh, they, they're they really good friends of ours. Uh-huh. And it, it was really nice to watch them, you know, declare their love and their vows and stuff. Yep. For a lifetime of uh, something. I guess. Yeah, a lifetime of union. They've joined the miserable club. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, welcome to marriage. And you gave them some... We all had given them some advice, right? Like yeah. Because they had, like, a little thing. You could, like, drop some, like, advice for the husband and wife. And I told them, I, I, the advice I gave them was, uh, make time for yourselves and essentially don't go to bed angry. Yeah. But you gave some really 
really poignant advice. What did you tell I mean, him? I have learned something in, like, the 80 years I've been with Michael. Mm-hmm. So I told him to fight respectfully. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't say anything now that you'll regret later. Yep. Because I, for one, Michael knows, I will not apologize for what I have said because it's already out there. An apology just serves to, like, make someone feel a little bit better. But I've already said how I feel. Yeah. I can't really take that back. Yeah. So it's like, think about it. Yeah. So my policy is, I ask for five minutes. I need to step away, collect myself, and come back. Because, you know, you have to know yourself. True. And if you know that you're a mean fighter... Or if you can't handle um, an argument, then you are within your right to request the time that you need. You can put a pause on it. You can always put a pause on an argument. Yeah. And as the partner who is being paused, <clears throat> like it's important to, to know your partner mm-hmm. and understand that while you may be in the moment too, that, that, it, that, that they're also allowed... Yeah, the time that they need to gather their thoughts because it's, it's a very thoughtful way of of, you know, like preventing yeah. further damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think it's really healthy and and that comes from experience. I mean, it's hard to teach somebody that. Yeah, it comes from experience. I can't say that I'm always good at it. Oh, me either. I know that he is. Like Gabe is 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 he's good at like just well he's good at just not talking. <clears throat> He'll just not talk. That's and, me. And then I pull it out of him, like, I need you to react! And then he'll give me, like, some really, like, like, great advice. And I'm like, okay. No, I, like, I just close up. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, well. Yeah. So, either way, it is, uh, you know, marriage is cool and stuff, and it can be a beautiful thing. So I hope that they, uh, they have, I they enjoy have a lot it. of beauty. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it. Everything in life is everything else in life is very serious and demanding, and your relationship shouldn't be that. True. Very true. And um, besides that, mm-hmm. besides all the mushy stuff, because we do, you know, mm-hmm. we saw. What do you want to talk about? First? Oh wait! Before we continue, oh. I just want to say that this the rest of this episode will contain a whole lot of spoilers. Yeah. We will be discussing Captain Marvel. Yep. Yep. Avi. Yes. And Umbrella Academy. Yeah, so if you haven't watched either or finished either, um, just stop. Yeah. Just stop, go finish it, and then pick up this episode. But I'm, what, like... I mean, <laughs> at least with Umbrella Academy, there's been some time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've yeah, had yeah. more than enough time to watch Umbrella Academy. But still, Academy. if you're, like, the person that, like, you just can't handle spoilers, period... Fair enough. Then, you know, just put a pause on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put a pause on put it. Put a pause on it. Um, okay, so I guess let's talk first about Umbrella Academy. Okay. Because I feel like, you know, I have a, I have a lot of, I have some conflicting feelings about it. Yeah. And, and I, and I do want to, I do want to end this on Captain Marvel, because Captain Marvel was, was, was something was, yeah. else. Um, so when did you finish Umbrella Academy? Saturday? Saturday. Yeah, I finished it before, like, I started to get ready for the wedding. Okay. Um, so, generally speaking, Aurel Academy is, was written, um, well, 
was co-written with by Gerard Way. Way from My Chemical Romance. Uh-huh. And his Emo right. Kids Rejoice. <laughs> and uh, I forget the person's name. I'll look them up. Um, and it's about an, it's about an academy of kids who were all essentially born on the same day in different parts of the world and who possess some sort of power. power. So like 40, how many? 43 were born, but mm-hmm. seven were collected by this billionaire. Mm-hmm. And the billionaire, like, basically, you know, like, he's, like, Dr. Xavier and Mm -hmm. tried to create, like, the X-Men, basically, you know. He put them together and tried to train them at home and, and, like, six of them for sure had very, like, obvious powers Mm -hmm. that, that he utilized to, like, fight crime and, like... One of them is super strong, the other is really great with knives, and one is, um, one can speak to the dead, another, uh, another can, like, manipulate space and time, like, Mm -hmm. can, like, jump from one point of time to the other, and, like, in space, like, Mm -hmm. can just go through invisibleness and show up somewhere else. Uh, one had, like, tentacle, like, a tentacle monster inside of him. You know, Did you talk about Allison? No, about um, I haven't talked about Allison yet. Oh yeah. No, Ben was the one with the tentacles. Yeah. Oh, and that's it. And then there's Allison. Yeah. Who uh could manipulate your thoughts? Mhm. Or rather, yeah, to manipulate your thoughts for her to get her, her way. Um. So. Oh, the, so it's well. just written, written by Gerard Way. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. Oh, yeah. Um. <clears throat> so the whole thing on the show is that. Number five, he, like, at some point, time travels, but he travels all the way to the future. So he's 13 when he does this. He travels to 2019 on the day of the apocalypse. Yeah. Right? So then he gets trapped there, and, like, no one hears from him for 16 years. And then... And then, like... Their dad dies. Their dad dies, so, like, all the kids have to get together mm-hmm. for the funeral. At this point, they've all grown up, mm-hmm. um, and they've they've kind of not stayed together. Oh, we forgot to mention that there is a seventh yeah. child, um, and that seventh child is just, like, powerless. Ordinary. Ordinary. Plays the violin, you know, has never been part of any fun schemes. Yeah. And... Finally, whatever. So they all get together for the funeral, and on the day of the funeral is when Five appears mm-hmm. in, like, this black, holy, vortexy, like, hole in time that kind of appears in the backyard mm-hmm. of this, you know, big compound mansion that they all grew up in, and and uh, he's still 13. Everybody else mm-hmm. is older, and he's 13, and then he kind of tells his story over time, how he ended up in the future, and how he became... Uh, Time-traveling assassin. A time-traveling assassin. Um, But he had at one point traveled back to the place where his brothers and sisters were, and he found them all dead. And they left behind a clue, which was an eyeball, like a a manufactured Mm -hmm. eyeball. And he's just held it ever since. And while he's worked as an assassin, he has always had the intention of, like, going, like, of, like, breaking his contract of, mm-hmm. of some sort so that he can travel back and, you know, meet his 
family again and help prevent the apocalypse. Yep. So that's basically the, the premise of the show is how do we prevent the apocalypse? The apo- it's kind of like Zelda Majora's Mask where there's only like three days before the moon <laughs> falls and they have three days to figure that shit out. And like yeah. time changes happen and whatever. And uh, and look, at the beginning... I feel I feel like the sh- the show was it was slow to build, mm-hmm. and I think and I feel like it's good that nobody was like connected to each other because they weren't supposed to be yeah. like close, but they were like distractingly apart, like they yeah. were distractingly un, like unconnected. disconnected. It from just each felt other. that like they weren't even raised together. Yeah, it was like they didn't even know who each other were, like, and I didn't really. I mean, I cared about Luther, the the super strong guy. I liked mm. him, you know, because he's super strong. And a gorilla. Yeah. Right? Or, yeah, like a gorilla. Yeah. Um, and and uh, Klaus, mm-hmm. who could, the guy who could see the dead. He was really the most interesting character. Yeah. Because he, like, goes through some shit, like, you know... He, he's the only one that feels fleshed out. Like, it's yeah. understand it's understood why he, like, takes to um, getting drunk and high yeah. to, like, mute the voices around him. But even the way that they portrayed, like, the level of bother that came from all of these spirits, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I'm really glad that the actor was who he is. Yeah. Because he was always very aware, and he and he was very to himself, and the choices that they gave him were great. Like, when they're all at the funeral mm-hmm. holding umbrellas, and he's wearing this, like, he's holding the tiniest yeah. of umbrellas. <laughs> you know, there was a lot of, he was, he was just generally an interesting character. To me, he was the only, the only one that was an individual. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know, he just, like, he just got everything. Yeah. I I feel like as an actor, he just kind of, like, really went in. Not to say that the other people didn't, but, like, I don't know, I just felt like he had, like, how you were saying, that, like, he was fleshed out and, like, the choices that he made and everything. Yeah. I feel like he also took the time to, like, make it feel like they had been siblings. Yeah, he talked to everybody like they were siblings, and, and like, honestly, I think the one that really bothered me the most was Diego. For me, it was Allison. <laughs> yeah, I'm, well, yeah. Diego, I kept forgetting that he was there, so I, I have no opinion. I just, I feel like Diego was given, like, a <clears throat> lot of, a lot of hurdles, right, you know, you you learn that he was a cop. Diego's the one with the knives. You hear that you know find out that he's a, he was a cop and that he grew up with like a stutter, and he has always been considered the number two because Luther the num- was the number one and and like you'd think that there'd be more conflict in that like there the conflict that he had was so was so like misplaced that it made him so annoying. It just, to me, made him so annoying. Like, he had no reason to hide things. Like, there was no motivation in, in, in him taking the eyeglass, for example. Yeah. Or no motivation for him to, like... But, like, keep any secrets whatsoever. To have killed the mom and, like, kept that to himself. Like, I just didn't understand. And I and I guess I probably should have 
honestly read the graphic novel first. Maybe that's when I would have liked him more, but <coughs> he doesn't make any sense. Like, of all, like, even Allison, you're right, Allison also doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but because Allison tries to have of this moment of, of, like, redemption and humanity mm-hmm. by, like, trying to, in ways, be closer to her sister and... And try to, like, help Luther, you know, like, rekindle their love. I want to go back to that with the sister. Mm-hmm. But, uh-huh. I don't know. I just felt like Diego, I get why he wanted to be, like, separate from everybody else. But then, and this is where I'm going to get real controversial. Ooh. I am. I'm going to get controversial right now. Um, and it's probably going to be an unpopular opinion. But Diego, yes, was clearly meant to be Latino. Right? Latino based. But this comes back to like this nature versus nurture mentality. The way that he treats the mom Mm -hmm. is such a Latino way of reacting to your mom. Yeah. And I don't think that even if you like, this is again nature versus nurture. I, I really do believe though that even though he was born into a Latin family perhaps mm-hmm. he like the he idea was raised by a white guy he was raised by white people he was raised by like mary poppins and uh like a man who you know didn't pay close the, enough attention the dad from annie uh doctor mr him mr bald guy him i should know better i don't have a degree in this doc mr sunshine mr redenbacher <laughs> Uh Nope. Uh Uh-huh. Anyway. But, like, I feel like he wouldn't have had that experience to be, like, mommy this, like... Yeah, to have the Hispanic mommy Yeah, to have the Hispanic mommy I don't... I mean, I I get that she helped him, like, move through his stutter, but he still wouldn't react to her the way that a Latino reacts to their mom. Yeah. I just... So, when I saw him getting like that with his mom, I was like... I was like, yeah, I guess, because you're you, the actor, probably used to talking to your mom like that, yeah. but, like, you didn't do the work. I don't feel like you did the work. Yeah. To be like, I wasn't born here. I was raised, I wasn't raised in that environment. Yeah. I was raised in an affluent, like, not saying that you, being Latino doesn't mean you're affluent, but in a very white societal, like, British upbringing. Yeah. It was cold. And even the mom wasn't really that warm. Yeah. You know, so I don't get it. So, like... And then, like, I totally get it, because I felt the same way. Um, and I know people will be like, well, someone had to be like that for mom or whatever, but I'm like, but why did it have to be him? Why was he the one that needed to be so attached to mom? Well, even so, it's probably written that way in the books, right? It's probably written like that in the, in the graphic novel. I just didn't believe in the choices that he made to be closer to her. But that's fine, but at the end of the day, it would still be like, but why does he have to be the one that has to be so attached to the mom? I feel like she, because she doesn't have actual emotions, right? Yeah. She treated each child the same way. Yeah. She was programmed, if they're going through something, she has to be there for them. Right. Right? So why is it that only one of them appeared to have that much of an attachment to her? Wouldn't it have been the same across the board for all seven kids? I mean, in reality, it prob- the person who probably should have been the closest to her is Vanya. 
Yeah. Because Vanya was the one who was who had a relationship with her father that was very dismissive. Mm-hmm. She grew up with her father telling her that she was ordinary, whereas all her siblings were not. Yeah. And being his, like, clipboard holder uh-huh. and... You know, you would think that she would probably lean more toward her mom, considering that she is she event it it becomes known that she is the reason why there is a robot mom to begin yeah. with. So I don't know. And then I also didn't like the fact, like, okay, so Pogo stole my heart. Yeah, 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 yeah. I fucking love Pogo. He he was the only time I felt real bad. Yeah, I don't understand why those kids weren't as attached to Pogo as they should be. If that's true, that's because he was clearly like the actual father figure for them. But then there was that moment where, like, at the at, toward the end, mm-hmm. when he catches the two fighting, mm-hmm. and he comes in and is like, "Enough!" Yeah. And the way that they look at him is the first time that you like finally see like what it must have been like to grow up in this house. Yeah. Because. He did it in such a respectful, like, that is enough. No more fighting. Like, yeah. get back to what you were doing. And such a way that, like, that's why I like Luther. Because Luther was the only one who, like, I guess because of what he was, because of the way that he was placed in the statute of importance yeah. in this family, like, he was the only one that reacted, you know, who had, who had like, uh, like, a level of authority respect that came from an, an, an almost normal normal childhood without, you know, having been sent to the moon, which I still... Well, because he was the only one that never really wanted to rebel against her father. Well, he didn't have to because he was always... Yeah. He was always favored, right? Whatever. Like, let's, let's talk about being a privileged white male. Because <laughs> that's who he was. Yeah. That's who he was in that house. He was the tallest. He was the whitest. He had the blonde hair, light eyes, like, Mm -hmm. he fit that mold. And And he was told that he was number one all his life. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I don't know what the intent was to, like, have this one character be the number one and the whole thing. Mm -hmm. But to me, I'm like, it speaks to being, like, a privileged white man. You Mm -hmm. know, like, there is a hierarchy within the show of, if you look at everybody, you know, where they fall in the line. True. Um... And, like, yeah, you're right. He didn't have to because he was the one that got all of the acknowledgement. Um, and he didn't need to fight back against mm-hmm. authority. You know, he's the only one whose room was still kind of, like, preppy. Yeah. You know? But there was no sense of danger in that room. True. But he's also the only one who makes... Who's always making, like, a, a, a strange effort to unite everyone. He's the reason that they play I Think We're Alone now. Yeah. He's the one that, like, organizes the funeral. Yeah. Like... But again, I think that goes with the... Like, with that sense of... He never saw anything wrong. So he'll never really understand what his siblings are feeling. Okay. So, like, at the end of the day, it would fall on him to feel like, well, we should still have this funeral for him. Like, X, Y, Z. Like, let's go back to Haunting of Hill House. hmm When Nellie dies, right, and the older sister, like, doesn't want to see any of her siblings, but knows that it's like, like, if she doesn't do it, who will? hmm You know, it's like, it's that same thing of, there's always, 
there's usually that one sibling mm-hmm. who feels the need to be that. Yeah. And for him, he always had to be that. Yeah. Um. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, like, I didn't dislike his character. I was just kind of like... Another white fine. guy. Yeah, I was like, oh, fine. Allison I didn't like just because, like, I didn't get her character. Yeah. I, I, to me, it was just, like, all over the place, you know. Um, <clears throat> I feel like all the time that was given to Vanya's story, mm-hmm. like, it could have been shared, you know, like, to flesh out both characters a little bit more. Because like, when she was talking about how she had used her her powers on her daughter or whatever, I'm like, well, I mean... I would. If you have it, yeah, use it. Fuck yeah, I would totally do this on my kid. You know? Um, what I wanted to get to was the two sisters, because there's only... So the seven siblings, mm-hmm. only two of them are women. Right. And they never have any type of relationship, right? So finally, mm-hmm. like, they're going to try to have a relationship, and within that same day, they're taken apart again. Yeah. To me, I'm like, that's lazy writing. Like, yeah. you fleshed out so many other aspects of the story, you couldn't have given them, like, an extra day. But I think it goes back to similar to, like, Luther's whole thing. Because here you have, yeah, there's two daughters, sure, but then only one daughter is viewed as of value, mm-hmm. right? Where the other one, you know, had yeah. to sort of discover what her value was... Yeah. As a violinist, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, for her, that is her value. and But it's not enough to fight crime. Yeah. So imagine, yeah, I guess if you are the sister and you are sisters and you know that you don't connect to your brothers, your brothers are connecting to each other and they're fighting and mm-hmm. using their powers against each other. And your sister's <clears throat> in love with one of your brothers. And, like, similarly, like, you're, even if she's your sister and, like, tries her best to be nice to you on occasion yeah the truth is that even in points where they would have like their 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 meetings to Mm -hmm. discuss like what what to do next she would still be the one who would come out to her and say like oh we're talking about like family issues that's actually a line where she's like we're talking about family stuff and she's like oh so you're talking about family stuff i'm not here you didn't even think maybe i should be here yeah i mean then with that in mind, I'm like, then why even bother to try to give them some type of relationship? I guess it was so that we could feel worse when, spoiler, when, like, she goes into the cell and, like, when they're kids yeah. and, like, she's told, oh, I heard a rumor or whatever, yeah. that you were ordinary. I guess it's to, like, give give weight to that moment in time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I agree. I don't feel like they they there was enough work to build that relationship or like overcome that relationship yeah. to make me feel that once I got to that moment, like that true betrayal. Because while I she... Didn't feel, I was like, oh, okay. In fact, like as much as I love Ellen Page, I feel like Ellen Page had to go with the direction she was given. But like after a while, you're, it's and she's like she's mad at everybody because everybody didn't tell her, tell her anything, and it's like okay, but I'll like get over it. Like, have you seen the holes that you're leaving in your the family. walls? Like that's stop why. talking to your family. Yeah, people do it for less. Like don't like cause the apocalypse. What that? Just chill. But I, you know, whatever. I. <sighs> but you know what? It it kind of it, it, like. Before we transition, because I do want to transition into Captain Marvel, it does remind she does remind me of Captain Marvel, 
in the sense that, like, she was suppressed all this time on medication, told to that she was ordinary. Not that Captain Marvel's ever told she was ordinary, but but this idea of, like, I'm going to be the full version of me because, like, I'm free and I can be, but, like, is real dangerous. But the difference here is her freedom, came, like, Captain Marvel's freedom came from herself. Right. Vanya's freedom came from the boyfriend they gave her. Yeah. And she still wanted to fight it. And even, like, even at the end when she's, like, playing her violin and, like, going through this whole, like, well, now I'm going to be, like, a white swan <laughs> bullshit, I didn't, I didn't feel any power from that. To me, it was just kind of like, oh, Leonard taught me to do this. So this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Oh, Leonard, that was his name. Yeah. Leonard, Leonard Peabody. Yeah. Yeah. Well. It's like they kept taking me to the precipice. Mm-hmm. And then I would just have to walk down. <laughs> tired. Because I never felt like a need to just like... I, I, I didn't have that woo moment. True. It was just kind of like, oh, that's cool. Oh, I wouldn't have done that, but oh, okay. But tell me how you felt when Vanya... Spoiler. When Vanya... I already gave the spoiler warning. I know, I know. But I'm going to keep, you know... When Vanya, like, slices <clears throat> open Allison's throat. Oh, yeah. I really wasn't expecting that. Like, of all the twists and turns, that's the only one where yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah. It okay. was It was great. I wish she would have died, though. Same. I really wish she would have died. And you know what thing really pissed me off in the entire fucking show? Mm. Allison and Luther. You're either gonna fuck or you're not gonna fuck, but we're not gonna keep going on this will they, won't they incestuous bullshit. <laughs> I was so over it. Like, by the time we got to episode eight, I was like, okay, I'm done with this. I am so done with this. Like, I want you, I need you. But we're siblings. Or how he I like, want loses you. his virginity to like some girl. Which was fine. Which is fine. He was like thirty seven. I, I feel like, I feel like, to me that would have just been like a catalyst for him to just move forward with his life, because at this point if nothing has happened between the both of you, nothing will. You get me? Like that's just how I feel about it. Like you guys have been holding on to these emotions about each other, but no one ever really did anything. So mm-hmm. like she moved on with her life. Yeah. He has to move on with his. And, like, Michael coming in front of me, he's like, but there... Because uh, there's a moment where they get really close, and he's like... And I was like, ooh. And he's like, oh, they're siblings. Like, I bet you think that that's wrong, huh? Like, giving me shit. And I'm like, no, because they grew up together, but they're not blood-related, you know? Yeah. Like, is it nasty? Yeah, because, like, you know, you've thrown shit at each other. <laughs> but it is what it is. Like, they're not really related. Yeah, and I mean, it's... But I was just, like, really bothered with this, like, back and forth, and, like, even at the end where, like, nothing really happens, you know? They just kind of have their moment, and I'm like, oh, okay. And then that, like, dumbass dancing moment. (laughs) I was like, it's pretty, but... Cool? It was bizarre. I mean, it was a way to pass the time. Um... Be, you know, five was was great. The kid yeah. who plays five was great. Hell yeah. Cha Cha and fucking Hazel. Hazel are the 
are such cool. And Agnes. And Agnes. Can't forget Agnes. They were such great side characters. Um, the, the head of the whatever. The handler? The handler. She was yeah. excellent, too. Yeah. Like, all of the side... Like, all of the supporting characters... I was so interested Even in Leonard, everything Leonard else. Even was cool. Yeah, I was so interested in, like, everything else that was happening. That, like, the siblings didn't matter. Yeah, I was like, this is dumb. Yeah, I agree. I loved all the little side stories the most, and then... And then when it came to the siblings, I was like... <sighs> Can we just, like... Yeah, like, like, I'd rather done? see, like... Like, the Hazel and Cha-Cha saga. Oh, and I would, they need their own show. I was just about to say that. Like, if a lesson has been learned here is that Hazel and Cha-Cha deserve their own show. Yeah, 100%. Or movie, or I don't know what the fuck. But I want to see them fuck shit up. But you know what it made me feel like? As I was watching it, it made me feel like... I mean, I'm glad that... I'm glad that, you know, graphic novels are being pulled and, yeah. like, being, a, you know, whatever... I think that's cool. Good for Gerard Way. Like, don't make an album, I guess, but yeah. this is fun, too. It made me feel like they should have chosen sex criminals. Oh, 110%. They should have chosen sex criminals for this. They should have chosen so many other graphic novels. Yeah. Or have done a better job with this one. Like, I mean, if you're gonna do, like, somebody jumping in and out of time and then be, and then, like, the time police coming, then do fucking sex criminals. It's awesome. The dialogue is awesome. It's already tantalizing because they have to have sex you to break, do it. You break the fourth wall. You break constantly. the fourth wall constantly. Like it's just it's just good. For those of you who don't know sex criminals, it's like a it's a comic and it's great and you should read it. Yeah. And it's yeah. about people who discover. Well, it's about people who have who who orgasm and stop time. Like, yep. well, when they orgasm, they stop time, and they they go live their whole life like masturbating to make time stop. And then they meet each other, and they're like, "Oh shit, you can do this too!" And they're like, "Oh shit, you can too!" Yep. Cool. Let's go rob banks. Cause she's gonna open up her own library. Yes. It's excellent. Fucking sex criminals is so good. Yeah, it's so good. Anyway, but yeah, I'm with you. So I guess like my review for. <laughs> My very unsolicited review <laughs> for Umbrella Academy is, if you need to watch something while you're doing your makeup, do it. Yeah. Or, like, if you're at home sick for a week, <laughs> watch it. But if you're, like, if you want to be moved or feel like, wow, this was excellent, this won't be it. Yeah. And if it is it, like, if you did watch it and it is it for you, tell us. Tell us what we missed. Yeah. Or watch The Magicians. Yeah, definitely. Just go watch The Magicians. Because I started watching uh, The Order. <laughs> the, the S show? The, the S show. <laughs> it was <laughs> fucking... You know why it's, <coughs> it's S? Because it's... Yeah, it's shit. Yeah. It, it's shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry if you like The Order. We won't get into it because I'm not going to give them any time. I haven't watched it. It's not good. Huh? And I tried because I love magic. But then I turned it off and watched The Magicians and was like, this is all I needed. This is what I needed. This is the itch I needed to scratch. Anyway, Captain Marvel. Yes. Okay. Yas coin. I know you guys have waited all 35 minutes to get to this point. I know. I'm sorry. We gotta tease you. We have to. We I have know to half keep of you, you here for more. This. I, 
truth be told, most of the our audience probably has watched both Umbrella Academy yeah. and yeah. Captain Marvel. So anyway, oh, so, cool. so Captain Marvel, we didn't watch it together, mm-hmm. and we haven't spoken about it at all. At all, Umbrella I've Academy. Good. We've tabled a bit. You were yeah. great, and I thank you because you saw it first, yeah. and then I saw it a couple days later, and like you didn't give me jack shit to work with, and I'm so grateful because. I, but I will say, I, as I was watching it, really wish I had seen it with you. Because. Yeah, you were missed. Yeah. Well, not even. Well, I'm glad I saw it with Gabe, but I should have seen it with the girls. And I really should have seen it, like, with you, because that friendship made me feel that way. Yeah. You know, the friendship between, um, between Carol and, uh, and Maria. It was just, anyway. Talk about wanting to have something fleshed out more in a movie. I wanted to see them on screen together so much more. Yeah. But it was, like, all the friendships that she had, like, hers with Maria, like, in her first life, and then her with Fury, now on Earth. Oh, just, like, all of that was just so beautiful. Before we continue, I do want to say this. Okay, you read Why the Last Man for, like, two, two books. Mm, yeah. Like, you read it enough to know the character I'm going to mention. Okay. So, for the TV show, mm-hmm. Agent 355, mm-hmm. the agent that's sent to protect York, uh-huh. is being played by Maria in the show. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And it makes me so happy, because, like, to me, that is Agent 355. Yeah, that's pretty good. I didn't even know that, like, it was her until, like, I saw her, and I was like, yeah, it would be you. <laughs> I'm so happy. Yeah. But. So, you know, I'm just, I'm, I, yes, I was on my period. <laughs> <laughs> but watching it really made me wish that I had watched it when I was, like, 11. Yep. It was such a strong, but, like, fierce empowering film for for girls. Yep. And and like you could say like Brave is an empowering movie for girls and like all these other Disney heroines have like their own moments. Yeah. Mulan. But like Captain fucking Marvel. Yep. Like <laughs> Okay, so you haven't watched Wonder Woman, right? No. Okay. Because I'm terrible. What I will say without, like, spoiling anything about mm-hmm. Wonder Woman, because at this point in time, we really only have two female superhero movies. Yeah. Right? Next year, we're getting Birds of Prey, mm-hmm. which will make it a third. Mm-hmm. But, um, I loved both movies. But what I will say that I didn't... I feel like what surpasses Captain Marvel for me, like, mm-hmm. over... Uh, Wonder Woman is that like she's just focused on going forward right like like she knows all these things that have happened in her life mm-hmm. and like she's going forward because she needs some answers does she have to go to her past yeah absolutely but we're not like solely focused on this thing. yeah there's no dwelling here. exactly whereas for Wonder Woman there was so much of an aspect of like her learning about the land of men and like a love interest is thrown thrust upon us and like it's so much about like that will they won't they mm-hmm. that it loses that sense of strength and like ability to move forward and like 
move past all the things that you have in your way as a woman. Yeah. You know? Um, and, like, Captain Marvel, man, she just, like... There was no apology for who she was. There's no... Like, you never have to stop and think about the fact that she's a woman. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, you just... You're going through it. Mm-hmm. And... It was so fucking empowering. Just so cool. It's just so cool. It was so, like... Her power... Like, whenever she would, like, glow... Mm-hmm. And that moment when she, like, lights up like a fucking star... Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> no, I don't know what... But, like, even when she is growing up and they show her little montage of her playing sports and, like, falling from the ropes at the academy... At, at the Air Force Academy... And, like, oh, my God, every time, like, because, like, yeah, she was all these things, but, and, and it was try and they tried to throw that in her face, like, Jude yeah. Law's character, whatever his yeah. name is, like, tries to throw it in her face, like, you know, you were, I helped to, I created you. Yeah. Because when I met you, you were weak. Mm-hmm. But she's like, no, I've never, wherever was. Yeah. Because all of these instances, I got back up, and mm-hmm. it was just like, I don't know. When she got back up. When they showed her coming back up every single time, I was... I'm, like, gonna cry right now. But, like... So, before you're you're given the montage of her falling down and coming back up, you're Mm -hmm. just shown, like, her... Like, you just show her in in the past falling down, right? Right. So... I just feel like it it connects us all, I feel like, as women, and especially of women at a certain time. Mm -hmm. Um... That thing of, like, being a girl, being a girl that's playing with boys or doing something that is deemed, you know, masculine or something that, like, that boys do. Mm -hmm. And having someone tell you that you're not good enough because of your gender, that, like, of course this would happen because of your gender, like, X, Y, Z because of your gender. Mm -hmm. And I feel like they did that first, right? They give you all of these moments in her life that are perceived as a negative and then they give you the moment where it's an extreme positive that her gender is what her gender is right Mm -hmm. and like how she chooses to get up every moment and face it a second time but how it was never like how she she's the only one that doesn't identify with the falling it's all of the people around her that do because even even oppressor yeah she's it's never brought to her attention like, it's never anything... Like, for her, it's, like, the same thing that you said before. Like, it's just moving forward. Like, I needed to fall so I could get back up and move forward. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, when they 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 purposely set this this movie and this, this, this whole story in a very particular time period, they made her grow up in a time period where women weren't flying fighter yeah. planes. You know, like... And in order for her to fly, she had to learn on her own with another woman who was great, yeah. who was gracious enough to empower the women who wanted to learn by using her planes. Yeah. You know, it's like literally the women's movement. Yeah. So seeing her, so like, <coughs> and and 
what's interesting is that even when they mention those that that detail or the other details, it's like it's not like this like but she it's not it's not designed to be like but she like went out of her way to yeah. it's like no it's like what she needed to do because she, she, she wanted mm-hmm. to fly planes. It's not so that we can marvel at her. Funny enough, yeah. it's not so that we like admire like how strong she is. She's like you can, yeah. But this is just. But anybody could do this. It's not because I'm a woman. It's not because mm-hmm. of whatever. Everybody's driven to do something. I was just driven to do this, and I just did it. Yeah. You know? And and it goes back to the way that um, this girl, the little girl, Lieutenant Trouble... Oh, Monica. Is ultim- yeah, how Monica's ultimately raised by these women. Like, mm-hmm. how she's ultimately, like, you know, how intelligent and how, like aware she is mm-hmm. of, of you know even when she sees the the what are they called the sporks the spoons the scrolls scrolls i know i'm a horrible comic book person when she sees the scrolls for the first time when she realizes that she wasn't talking to her mom does she freak out no she's just like the fuck yeah and she's i mean and she's a boss ass little bitch man mm-hmm Telling her mom, like, set an example for me and go out into space mm-hmm. and shit. Like, ugh. It was just so... Every moment. Every moment. Even even the moments where they show, like, her just rolling her eyes at the way that men are are in mm-hmm. the movie. Like, the whole thing with the cockpit. Oh, the my whole, God. And, like, like, the other, like, weird instances that they had her, like, oh, honey, you should smile more, and whatever. Yeah. I love that she, like, one thing that they always, that people always talk about and say about women is that women are too emotional, and that's, like, yeah. why women can't be president, quote-unquote, is because we're too emotional, we're too tied to periods. our emotions. We have our periods, we blow up on each yeah. other. And, like, considering how angry each of those moments are, all she did, instead of punching the guys in the face... Mm-hmm. was use it to fuel her next thing. This guy told me I should smile. I'm going to take his motorcycle. This guy told me I needed a cock to get into the cockpit. Well, motherfucker, I'm going to go find a cockpit of my own and I'm going to be the biggest cock in there. Like, yep. you know, and that is really how women are. Yep. That's actually how women are. Women aren't all just like fucking here to fight you. It's more like, oh, okay, wait, you wait. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to shine. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna be here, watching me from up, from down yep. there, and like, God, I wish it just there was a story like that when I was growing up because fuck, yep. All yeah. these little, all these kids now, you know, are like lucky to have a story like this. I'm like Wonder Woman at the end of the day. True. Um. You know, and I. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm so happy that it exists and it. Makes me excited for Endgame. Big time. Because um, it's confirmed that she's in Endgame. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, <coughs> to see her there and, like, fight. And, like, I'm hoping that, like, all the women that are still alive, mm-hmm. like, have their moment together. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I do, too. And I really hope that she has something to... I, I hope that, like, I'm excited to see how she's treated in the group. Because, like, where you have Black Widow, who is respected in the group, mm-hmm. she's respected for the skill set that she has. Mm-hmm. They don't expect Black Widow to, like, 
be flying around and like doing like the hard punching in the mid air. What I'm gonna say is gonna be very controversial. They don't expect her to be a leader. They don't expect her to be a leader. She only leads if she's with Banton. Like she only leads if it's with a banner. small banner. Wow. I was like Banton. Who's Banton? I don't know. Banton? Where would I get that from? <laughs> What? <laughs> wow. Whatever. <laughs> she only leads when she's with Banner or if she's in a small group that doesn't have the other guys. Mm-hmm. And I really, I'm really curious to see how, how like Tony Stark and Carol talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Because you know that Captain America is going to be like, yeah. Captain America is gonna. I feel like she's like she's gonna take the same road, which is like, if you're gonna get in my way, I'm just gonna go through you. You yeah. know, like, I, I'm not here, like, she's going to continue rolling her eyes and, like, smirking and being like, oh, you're done talking? Okay, this is how we're really going to do things. Yeah. I just really hope that she gets in his face and while he's all, like, I made this technology, she's like, I am the technology. Mm-hmm. So. She's going to go. Yeah, she's, light up. She's just going to be like. <laughs> There's a hole in your suit. Mm-hmm. I love, like, that moment where she tells. Jude Law's character, who I want to call Stanley. <laughs> I don't know, like, n- not Stan Lee. Just Stanley. Just like Stanley. Um, where they had their, like, fi- their final fight, and she's like, I have nothing to prove to you. Yeah. And I was like, damn bitch. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But, and it's. And what it's, a metaphor for life. For real, and and more like, not only do I have nothing to prove to you, but like you don't get to set the rules for the for our battle, ever. He keeps trying to he keeps trying to diminish her 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 power mm-hmm. from the beginning, saying like you like don't lean on this power that yeah. you have. You should be able to like do it fi- without it. Do it without it. And there's a little bit of truth to that. Maybe you know you should be able to like yeah. do both because maybe there comes a time where your fucking hands are stuck. In some weird fucking canisters, but you still managed to get out. But you still managed to get out, right? But at but like, and that's all true. But but it's really he's just telling her like, don't use your powers. Yeah. And that's fucked up. And that when they had their final battle, and he's like, no, you're gonna fight me the way that I taught you. Like, if you're gonna beat me, you're gonna beat mm-hmm. me the way that like 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 to earn the fight. You have to earn the fight this way. And she's like, no, no. I don't. Stop. You're done. That's the end of the battle. Says motherfucker. Yeah, and I and and like it's not that she shows mercy because she doesn't mm-hmm. because she didn't like beat him to an inch of his life. She just said, Pff. yeah, and she's like, go back <laughs> to where you came from and tell them I'm coming because mm-hmm. I need you alive to do that. Mm-hmm. So be thankful for that mm-hmm. mercy. Oh, so good. It was just so good. I cried so much. But, like, so much. It was, like, I shook. I wish I was there to see you cry. Okay. But now, let's talk about that soundtrack. Now, I know what some people are going to say. Uh, some of those songs were not released in the year that the movie's supposed to take place. Uh, I don't care. I'm not here for that. <laughs> or, like, uh, but... She was dead when, like, Come As You Are came out and Nirvana's Nevermind 1992. Uh, I get that. It's fine. She could have still heard it on the fucking radio while she was on Earth. You weren't there for every moment of it. 
Um, the soundtrack was perfection. It was. It was like in. the soundtrack to my angsty teenage years. Mm-hmm. And then some. <laughs> like, ugh. I need more of that soundtrack. What was, wait, there who was it? Was it the... There was a, like, the soundtrack was just good and surprising. Where, yeah. where you know what? And Umbrella Academy had a good soundtrack as oh, well. Oh, it had an excellent soundtrack. Umbrella Academy had a phenomenal soundtrack. Hondo P. You know what other show has an excellent soundtrack? Mm-hmm. Deadly Class. Yeah? I have to watch it. 80s. An 80s alternative and new wave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um... But, like, they, what I loved is how, like, smart they were about picking the songs for the moments, mm-hmm. which I feel like Marvel does really well. Like, they've done a really good job at, like, finding really, like, especially after Guardians. Yeah. Like, Guardians set the precedent. Yeah. Guardians really is the one that plays with songs. Yeah. From the, from, from eras and uses them to, like, fill the story. Yeah. But, like, when that, when the security guard is listening to What a Man, bro. Bruh. I still have the song in my head. I know. But, like, I went, and I'm Just a Girl came up. And it was really cute because, you know, Gabe had, um, you know, Gabe did the sound design for that show mm-hmm. last year. And, uh, and he had to, like, make a case for the show to allow, like, they were trying to find a song to play in a fight sequence. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why can't it be just, I'm Just a Girl, Fight by No Doubt? And he had to like plead a case for it he had to plead a case and he's like because they're they're all women and it's all women empowerment and whatever whatever and it finally made it into the show so when he saw that they used that song in the fight sequence for the movie he all he he looked at me like he was like vindicated i did it i did it (laughs) i did it i was like yes honey yes you did um but it was also just perfectly timed it was such i mean whatever it was a good soundtrack it was just it was a great soundtrack I know. I just I've already seen it twice. I I'm know. Like, I you know I really wanted it like I wanted to like sit in the theater and wait for the next showing. Like yeah. I waited until they turned the lights on because well, yeah, I wanted to see the 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 endings. Yeah. But I just I could didn't want to leave. I just was like and two. Yep. <laughs> I wanted so much more. Like I wanted it to continue. Yeah. But, like, I'm really more excited now t- for Endgame than ever. Yeah. And, uh, and... and yeah, like, from it. now until the end of May, it's gonna be, like, a really exciting couple of months. I can't believe it's the end of May. Yeah. What? <gasps> that Endgame? Endgame, no. Endgame is, uh... End of April. End of April. Oh, so even sooner? Yeah. But I'm saying, like, end of May, because it's, like, back-to-back bangers. Yeah, Because you got... Lot. Dumbo, you have Godzilla, you have um, Endgame, I'm missing something in between. End of May, we have oh, you Aladdin. Have Aladdin, Lion King. Yeah, Lion King is July. Yeah. But still, it's going to be a really hot summer. Yeah. And then at the end of the year, we have episode 9 of Star Wars. Yeah. What a good year. Right? It's an excellent year. Yeah. It's a good, so far. So far, so like, good. Like, what a good time. I know, we're so lucky to be here. <coughs> cough, cough, cough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else? I mean, I did watch, like, a lot of TV. Like, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I know you were watching a lot of Gilmore Girls. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. I'm almost done. Well, not really. I have, like, two seasons. And it's, like, 24 episodes a season. Yeah, man. You've really, like... Yeah. I've really gone for it. You've, you've really, like, given it... Yeah. Yeah. Way to go. Um, what else did I watch? I started watching Working Mom. But then I, I turned it off to watch to play like the Yakuza game. Oh, it's fine. I've been playing a lot of Celeste. I've been dying a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anybody that's listening is playing Celeste, I'm only in chapter four and I've died a thousand three hundred and eighty four times. Seriously, that's yeah, the yeah, number yeah. of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It tells you. It tells you. It's oh. like a whole thing. Oh God. You know how many times you've died. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm terrible at it. I'm terrible at this game. I mean, I'm sure that I just someone that's worse than I am. I don't know, because Michael was totally showing video and bragging about how good you were. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. That's why, I like, I'm pretty sure someone else is worse than I am. <laughs> but I'm pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm guessing it has to be hard enough that, like, they're, they have a countdown. Oh like, my a count god. of all of the times you die. Oh, my god. Oh, my god. Like, it gets to the point where my hands get so sweaty on the Switch that the Switch has to, like, move. <laughs> Oh my hand. <laughs> <coughs> I'm gonna break a joystick. It's fine. It's it's uh, it's it? whatever. It just is what it is. This is my life now. Yeah. Um. What else did I watch? I caught up with the magicians. I oh I watched Austin Land. Yeah, you told me. It was, was really good. cute. Yeah, I had a good time. I had a really good time. Yeah, a little better than I thought it would be. Well, next for me is I'm definitely watching what the the new season of The Magicians because mm-hmm. now there has to be at least like six episodes. Yeah. So like, I have so much. And it's excellent. So much to to absorb. It's excellent. I need everyone who hasn't watched The Magicians to just fucking do it. Already. Yeah, like what are you waiting? for? Why are you waiting? It's on Netflix. Like three seasons are on Netflix. It's so good. Like it's better than most of the shit and nobody talks about the magicians it's exponentially better than umbrella academy oh yeah no like like it's beyond it it's it just like leaps and bounds like at re-watching the third season <coughs> I, I was just like marveled at just how good they are at telling a story and being aware you have no idea i'm whatever i'm gonna do i'm gonna watch it when you leave i swear to god oh my god it's almost 11 ah! it is yeah oh wow what is time what is, where, time? is it, where does it go well it went into the sky because now we have daylight savings time i'm still on like it's it's like it's nine <clears throat> anyway um but yeah so we're gonna do that and we're gonna we we do have some other stuff that we're gonna watch. We're gonna watch the Syed, uh, the uh, Adnan Syed, Syed, yes, his documentary on on um, HBO. on HBO. It's a docu series. So yeah. Hopefully, if you guys are watching it, don't tell us because we're gonna watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to watch Finding Neverland. No, no Finding Neverland. Leaving. Leaving. Never- no, Finding Neverland's a lovely story about loss and love. And uh, leaving Neverland is about abuse and, and pedophilia. Pedophilia. So great. Why do we do this for ourselves? I don't know. I don't know. It's people like the more you know. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. The more you know, and the less you want to listen to at parties. Mhm. 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 But anyway. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay, okay, I guess that's all. Well, I guess that's it, because it's been a hour. We're almost at an hour. Thank you guys for sticking around. Remember to subscribe um, to all of our channels. You know, you can find us, you know, subscribe here, leave a comment, like join the conversation, rate us on iTunes, we're on Google Play, we're on CastBox, we're on... Spotify. Um, it's Spotify. Google Podcast. Google Podcast. Apple Podcast. Everywhere. We're on you can also find us on babylandspodcast.com. You can follow us on Instagram. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us. Uh, those are basically it. Yeah. We're the, we're in those places. And uh, and we will probably be doing something a little special this week because we did we didn't give you last Friday. So just stay tuned. We will let you know what that is and uh, watch some stuff and talk to us about it, okay? Sounds good. Great. All right. Bye. Bye. We out. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Baby Lambs Podcast. Artwork was provided by Janabelle Art. You can follow her on all of her social medias. She's on Instagram and Facebook. And you can follow us on Instagram via our handle at Baby Lambs Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Baby Lambs PCAST or Baby Lambs Podcast. You can find us now on iTunes and Google Play yeah, yeah. and even on CastBox, which is actually a really cool app. Also by finding us via our handle, Baby Lambs Podcast, or by visiting our website at babylambspodcast.com. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>